0: It's almost a fuck it attitude that he has. Like, I'm creating my art. I'm creating it the way I want. I'm going to do the themes I want. Like, Mm -hmm. there seems to be very little self consciousness around his creative vision.
1: everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I just did some wall sits. My name is Scott.
0: And (laughs) I am Mace. I did not do wall sits. Welcome to episode 176 of the podcast.
1: Podcast.
0: You are entering a (laughs) transitional episode, folks.
1: I'm feeling kind of... Pumped up because of those wall sits. Now,
0: <laughs> Scott was going to take a nap, did some wall sits. Mm-hmm. We're feeling great. Welcome to this episode, which I think we are titling "Moses Sumney Begins." Ooh, I added talking about end that. And you I just like made it. an
1: executive decision.
0: <laughs> it may not be that. And that was but, not approved. But <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Let the Moses, Moses Sumney begins. begins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make a lot of Bible this jokes. This episode about Moses. will be
1: about the title of this episode. <laughs> Moses Sumney begins, begins, or the beginning of Moses Sumney. Moses Sumney colon Somni start
0: parts the sea. <laughs> <laughs> parts the
1: sea. <laughs>
0: what get it like Moses?
1: Oh, oh, Moses parts the sea. <laughs> um, Welcome Moses everybody. Gets murdered by a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of this episode.
0: Um okay All so, inside jokes. Um you guys An this, episode
1: of Inside Jokes.
0: This is <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is a really exciting time for us as a podcast. Woo woo woo.
1: It's well, it's it's uh self-referential, it's self-indulgent. You might not know what we're talking about, but we're having a good time.
0: We're really excited because so here's the deal, y'all. We're a podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. That you includes you, that you includes us. We're out here trying to be more curious. Yes. And the way we do that, one method of that is for us is literally having weekly conversations about random topics and saying, let's be curious, let's explore and emerging in our podcast is the sense of like free associating around the topics and allowing that curiosity, playfulness, wonder to spur new thoughts yes. in our brains. Yes. New ways of thinking, new ways of understanding. And we tend to do lots of a, a strange smattering of content that we believe is helpful in that it is the way in which our brains and our the world is. The world is a strange smattering of content. So rather than being like, oh, we're all this set kind of content, we tend to explore ups and downs. We may talk about things that are like more serious and then things that may seemingly be silly that tend to generally actually be no small thing.
1: This is so, it. So This is it right here.
0: With <laughs> that in mind, we are taking a little pivot that is kind of trying to just explore, again, with our curiosity lens, what it would be like for us to try a a slightly different practice, but a similar practice mm-hmm. nonetheless, of weekly conversations. But we are going to explore Moses Sumney's most recent album, Grey, week by week in a dissection-like podcasting way. Where we take this music, we take this artist, we take these, this piece of art and we like go no holds barred, going deep diving, curiosity, exploration, research, exploration zone.
1: We're like Jacques Cousteau. Do you know Jacques Cousteau? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the most famous uh, underwater explorer.
0: Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be us going with exploring the into Grey.
1: Man, what just happened to you? It's like you were possessed. You just, you just got possessed by the spirit of no small thing. <laughs> I was like, I kind of wanted to interject a few times. I was like, do not interrupt this flow. <laughs> Something is happening. I'm like, could we sit down and write a mission statement for no small thing? And I could picture us sitting for eight hours and somehow not coming up with what you just said, which was just a perfect flow of You've what gotta it be, is.
0: You got to be in the flow, bro. You got
1: you. Got in the flow. I was like, don't. Don't interrupt. Don't interrupt. <laughs> See where it goes. Now's
0: your chance to say words.
1: <laughs> now. Uh, yeah. No, everything you just said. Exactly. I think uh, also, let's just, um, just so you know, this, this is uh, not the dissect podcast. If you're a newcomer and you were thinking this was dissect, it's not. But if you're thinking and you're thinking we're copying dissect. Yes. You're also No.
0: Yes and no. Yes. We do
1: I sound like Cole Kushner? No.
0: Is, is this long form pod- musical
1: analysis? A little. <laughs> <laughs> a little.
0: If you don't know what that is, which I didn't really, I'm not a big dissect listener, but Scott, you are. Would mm-hmm. you explain, dissect the podcast and how that kind of got us these juices flowing to do this? The
1: juices. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
0: <laughs>
1: um. juices. <laughs> <laughs> <The> tasty juices. <laughs> the juices of our, br- our, our brains? Because <laughs> I'm saying tasty juices. Um, the blood flowing. The blood flowing. Um I'm shocked. When somebody comes out with something like Dissect, I'm like, how has this not been done before? Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of something like the tyranny of taste. Everybody, we say sometimes the tyranny of taste, meaning create the thing that you'd want to listen to. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is... The tyranny, the tyrannical nature of your own taste. Um, so yeah, dissect, highly encourage you all to listen to that. Uh, but it 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 skews mostly Mm hip-hop. So that obviously also was a double whammy for me. And it also is a double whammy for me, too, because triple, quadruple, whammy, many whammies. (laughs) So many
0: whammies, everyone. The juices are flowing. Juices and
1: whammies. Um I like Cole Kushner's vibe. He he speaks in mostly monotone and it sounds like he's mostly reading from a script, Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: but it's just so wonderfully curated and it's so well thought through and it's he says something like long form musical analysis broken up into bite-sized chunks or something like that. Mm-hmm. I forget exactly. Mm-hmm. Everybody who knows dissect doesn't like, That's not it, Scott, but you get the gist. <laughs> um, and what they will do or, uh, Cole Kushner, it was great in the early days, meaning like two years ago, it would end with like, uh dissect is made and edited and produced by me. <laughs> There's like no one. else. That's it, that's it.
0: And now but it yeah, seems now like, to like get a, a Spotify-owned yeah. podcast, I feel yeah. like. It got like Oof,
1: it got sorry. like New York Times top ten podcasts to listen to yep. goals. Yep. But yeah, I, I just love that it's very indulgent. New very York Times, you hear us? Yeah. <laughs> no small thing. Um and they, Cole, will take a song. There'll be a big introduc- introduction to the album. So mm-hmm. I think the first one they ever did was uh, Kendrick Lamar, To Pimp a Butterfly. But they start with a big, long backstory on Kendrick Lamar and then do a very short analysis at the end of that episode on Good Kid, Mad City.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're
1: getting a real nice, solid, chunky backstory heading into To Pimp a Butterfly. Um, and then they'll just go song by song. It's like about an hour, an episode, taking it line by line, uh, you know, sample by sample, song, sound by sound.
0: Little metaphor by metaphor. Yes.
1: Yes. And it's just... Beat
0: by beat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and it's like, to a certain extent, if, you've, if you're a person that's listened to, to Pimp a Butterfly over and over again, you've already sort of done that in your mind, but it's just so gratifying to have someone else say it out loud. Yeah. Like the first song into Bimpa Butterfly is like you took 50 hip hop influences and jammed them into a three minute song. And just every little sound and sample is a reference to something. Mm-hmm. And to have somebody be like, here's this, here's this, here's this. You're like, God, I knew. I knew instinctually I was noticing those things. But
0: I feel like there is something really beautiful about having that shared experience with mm-hmm. someone. of mm-hmm. like, oh, my goodness, someone else gets it. Mm-hmm. Someone else sees it. Yeah. yeah
1: not, and, and it's fun to hear back the little snippets and re-listen to a song mm-hmm. and an album that you like. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll say a little bit. That's Dissect. Mm -hmm. So I think we were thinking we already, we already use music to get curious.
0: Yes. Yeah. We haven't done a music episode in a while though. It's been a long time. I don't know. Was Run
1: the Jewels the last one? What was the last one? The books maybe?
0: Maybe the books.
1: It's been a long time. That's weird. has. What does that say about us?
0: What does that say about (laughs) us? I mean, we've been knowing we're going to do this for a long time. Yeah. Maybe we've been getting ready.
1: We've been getting ready. So I'll say this about myself Mm -hmm. unknowingly, but intentionally, I don't know what I mean by that unknowingly, but intentionally, I think I've used music for a very long time as a method or a means of getting curious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going to say something right now that I am already realizing there's no way to not sound slightly cringy. Okay. So I'm preparing myself, but I'm, you know, not cringy. I, I, I'll sound dorky. Okay.
2: okay. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm a, I I'm skew progressive. I consider myself open-minded. Hence this podcast. I, uh, for the longest time have, um, what am I saying here? I often ha- for, for, for as long as I can remember, listen to music that makes me uncomfortable. Mm.
2: That's, that's mm-hmm. the way I'll
1: say it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I did that as a way to grow. I I that's what I'm saying. It sounds cringy. Like I'm saying like I'm look at this amazing I person. I don't I don't
0: think that's cringy. I think that I think you can just trust to okay. share
1: this. Well, if I listen to something like Gray, <laughs> mm-hmm. like by Moses Sumney or other, well, other music groups that initially on first listen didn't sound right to my ears. Mm-hmm. I love the journey of listening and listening and listening and somehow it clicking in.
2: Yes. And yes. I think that applies Same. to
1: new ideas. It, it applies to language. It applies yes. to yes. if if somebody's talking to you and it doesn't sound right to your ears, mm-hmm. stick mm-hmm. with it and maybe all of a sudden you'll understand them
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's
1: cool. And maybe something shouldn't be understood. Like I'll, I'll sit here and I'll say, I don't really want Okay. Maybe I do wanna understand anti vaxxers, but mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. don't want that mode of thinking to be
0: <laughs> right, pushed right. forward. Right. <laughs> right. Right. It, that's that's the complicated that's a that's a very interesting little metaphor.
1: <laughs> um but
0: I feel like I mean, sometimes
1: there is a limit.
0: <laughs> there is there is. But no, I think that I don't think it's I don't know. I mean, there, I'm having so many thoughts of like even thinking of like Moses Sumney himself because we'll be getting into him a little bit. But If
1: yeah, somebody clicked on this and they don't know who we are and they're like, are these people ever going to talk about Moses Sumney?
0: <laughs> well, I, it's making me think of even what he said about Grey. The album is he doesn't want it to be super mysterious, but it also to unfold, like for right, there to right. be more meaning and depth, which I think Moses Sumney is actually a very interesting artist in so many realms of, I feel like he is an embodiment of ambivalence Mm. and great. I mean, this album is gray, but I feel like he's Mm. an embodiment of that thing of like his music is both as you listen and unpack, it is becomes more and more meaning gets made out of it. And it's also kind of on the surface. Like the meaning is clear. Like you read the lyrics, it's not like much is hiding. And yet the more you listen, the more it does reveal. It's this very interesting duality that that happens in his music, I feel like. Like Joanna Newsome, it's it is extremely hidden. It is not super on the surface. Hmm. You know, like she's hmm. an artist that's like really, it does take intense, like, intense listening many times and like pulling out your like magnifying glass and looking up words, you know. I feel like Moses Sunny's album is is somehow both doing this thing of being. Accessible and clear, and also deep and drawing stuff out.
1: You can disagree. Uh, (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny if this was a podcast last summer? Is like, I disagree.
0: (laughs) I disagree with that argument
1: podcast. (laughs) Uh, No, 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 no. I I don't necessarily disagree, but having said that, maybe Moses Sumney's music is in the medium zone of Mm -hmm. like maybe not quite as obscure as Joanna Newsom, but definitely not as accessible as like a traditional pop song or, you know, so sure. Whatever Moses wants to be accessible and doesn't want to be mysterious. And maybe you could say that exists through certain through lines of the album, like the Island motifs and the references to certain, you know, thinkers and poets and writers. And, um, I think there is a through line for sure. But uh, also, it is pretty mysterious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So so I'm trying to think of like, for our listeners, yes. for our listeners, everybody, hi, no small thing. You know us, Scott and Mace. Uh, we're about to spend a while.
0: A, a long little, time. Maybe,
1: maybe two or three months. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this is mm-hmm. going to be a, a new th- chapter for us. You know, mm-hmm. we've been at this podcast thing for three and a half years, and it's time to try something new.
0: We're just like, it's almost like a... Uh a a different season yeah. of sorts. Yeah. Like a season, a moment of a moment, something. a season. It's gonna be almost like a takeover of the podcast. You yeah. might not even say, Welcome to No Small Thing, inviting you to live a lesser and more curious life.
1: Oh, we're we're thinking about that. We're we thinking thought about, about that. it. We
0: don't know if we were We will. weren't
1: ready. Mace Mace proposed it before the episode and I wasn't ready.
0: Yeah. So we're not <laughs> sure. We're not sure what we're doing. But but the podcast is shifting for a brief moment and will come back.
1: But I wonder if like, hey listeners our people, if you're listening, you're like, okay, great. Love Scott and Mace. Love your weekly episodes. Not totally here for this. So see you in February, you know, fine. Engage with us in other places. I just got really sad thinking about
2: (laughs) folks that would be like, (laughs) no. I don't
1: know. I I do think some people, I mean, if you're, if you're one of our listeners, everybody, we hope you go on this journey with us. Like we're going to go on the journey. We've already obviously listened to Moses Sumney's album gray many times, but like, I like the opportunity to really immerse ourselves mm-hmm. and just go as deep as possible for mm-hmm. a long season mm-hmm. and see what happens.
0: Just see what so unfolds. Hopefully you're open to that mm-hmm.
1: for listeners that just clicked on a Moses Sumney, Cause that happens to me sometimes. It's like, are there any podcasts on Moses Sumney? Well, here comes a podcast. Here We're does... going to fill up those feeds. If people yeah, look,
0: are. it's about the, to become the 10 <laughs> people
1: looking for a Moses Sumney podcast. There's
0: more than 10 people. <laughs> the Pharaohs <laughs>
1: don't judge us. Pharaohs. Um, <laughs> Hey, we are a Curiosity Podcast and we're about to get curious about this album. And so get ready. This is the intro to the series. So yeah. this isn't high Moses content. And if you know Moses Sumney, probably in this episode, especially, we're not going to be saying anything new. Right. But in episodes to come, you'll basically be hearing some backstory, as much as we can find on certain songs. Mm-hmm. And then us, in our own way, picking apart and looking deeper into some of the lyrics and references and not just wondering what Moses meant or was trying to get at with some of his songs, but what's coming up for us as we listen.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So there it is.
0: Yes, and we're not going to be, as much as we're inspired by Dissect, we are not going to be like Dissect in that. It's going to be, and we're a team here, and so it's going to be, in many ways, Scott highlighting a song and me highlighting a song.
1: Conversational.
0: Conversational, and also each one of us will be almost presenting our research of a song to the other mm-hmm. in a way as one of us deep dives a song and the other one deep dives another song.
1: Not as monotone as Cole Kushner.
0: We'll try not to be so monotone. I mean, I can get my Sarah Koenig voice out if I want.
1: Sarah Keene is not monotone. Really? It's, it's a serious, it's a, it's a, it's a radio voice.
0: We are going to be covering Moses Sumney today. I can't do it. I I got embarrassed immediately. <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> I
1: mean, I mean uh, let's just see. Uh, I've got four roses bourbon in front of You're me. You're gonna everybody. read
0: it in a monotone voice. I'm
1: gonna try to do Cole Kushner monotone.
0: I have a quote that I want to read after you read.
1: Paul that. Jones. Okay, it's really hard actually. Paul Jones Jr., the founder of Four Roses Bourbon, became smitten by a beautiful Southern belle. He was a proposal to her, and she replied that if her answer were yes, she would wear a corsage of roses on her gown to the upcoming ball. When she showed up the night, <laughs> I don't I know think if that
0: did a decent job.
1: That, that, that was decent. It was a bad Cole Kushner impersonation. I, I like doing impersonations. Sometimes the impersonation doesn't work. So no, that was not a good Cole Kushner impersonation, but I was trying to read monotone, which is hard for me.
0: Um, I think you did a great job. Big,
1: big Cole Kushner fan, also monotone. So just facts.
0: Um, okay, so should we start transitioning towards Moses?
1: Yes, yes. Everybody, there is our little intro. Do you understand? We're a Curiosity Podcast, and we're about to we're about to turn that curiosity on a single album for a long extended period of time. We've done music episodes in the past, and it's only been one episode. Mm-hmm. And now we're going all the way, Jock Cousteau, deep diving into Jock Cousteau.
0: <laughs> I have a, I have a transitional quote for us. Okay, great. As we Everybody, transition take into a Moses,
1: deep breath.
0: I think that this Transitional highlights This is a quote from Moses Sumney And I think this highlights Why we would do something like this
1: Moses is being invited into the space
0: The way we interact with music Is really disrespectful Compared to how we interact with other art forms True The general public doesn't hold music as sacred as they should Mm. When you think of the attention you give to a film Or a novel I think music deserves the same consideration and attention
1: Oh, totally agree
0: And so that is what we are here to do is to give this music the attention and consideration it deserves.
1: So many people. So now we've transitioned to Moses, but I'm going to invoke a few other artists. Mm -hmm. So, So many artists that I'm aware of have tried to, well, of course there's obviously people that like release their music in a symphony and you have to go to a performance hall, but like pop music or traditional modern music or whatever. Um, the Wu-Tang Clan mm-hmm. tried to auction off an album to a single buyer. And that Martin Skrillex business smarmy guy bought it, which was just the worst case scenario for an album like this. But they were trying to say, this is fine art.
0: Mm-hmm. Only one person gets Only to buy it. Only one person gets to buy it, yeah.
1: And mm-hmm. and it was just a novel idea. It was kind of a ultimately probably a pretty terrible idea. But it was a great idea, but nothing that it didn't...
0: It didn't pan out.
1: It didn't pan out. Um. This, this, the purchaser sort of held it hostage and it was just like a, it's just an outrageous thing. Um, but M- Mo's death, um, now actually called Yassine Asim Bay, um, did this recently where it's like he made an album, but the album was essentially the way I remember it was you had to come to an art studio to listen to it. And oh, it was like kind of a museum yeah. where you get yeah. headphones.
0: That's cool. And a
1: song was paired with a picture and this is how you experience the album.
0: See, now that's so cool, though, because then it really is this like experience mm-hmm. that you hold and you go and you set it aside and you have it.
1: But it's not on Spotify.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: and that's yeah. just—it's almost it's too hard for compressed hand. I'm like, right. where's that Mos Def album? Right. Where's that Wu Tang right. album? Right. You know, I, I want it. <laughs> I'm a consumer.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, that's that's a great. That's that's so true. I mean, I think that speaks to both of us. We're we're, we're both the types that are like. Please don't talk while we're playing this song.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm yeah, playing
1: you a song right now. Why are you talking to the me?
0: The other day, we were sitting in the, you were dropping me off and we were sitting waiting to go inside and you wanted to play a song. And I was like, we'll go around the block. Right, we'll right, right. And I try. remember we'll that. that We'll, was we'll really drive fun. around yeah. and we'll listen to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Space. So, Moses Sumney, why are we choosing this?
1: Okay. I have a thought. Yes. It, when we were, everybody, when we were talking about doing, uh, an artist. Mm-hmm. Mason and I were trying to think of like, what is the, what's, what's an artist that feels like a, a perfect blend of both our styles, mm-hmm. like a meeting mm-hmm. halfway. Mm-hmm. And we do like similar music, but like,
0: I think beach house was the second closest. Yes. I think beach house was a, I feel like beach house is a potential if we do this again.
1: Gosh, that'd be so fun. I know.
0: It'd be
1: so <laughs> sick. Man, maybe, maybe what would we Depression do? Cherry. Depression cherry. I think. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I would, what I would vote too. <laughs> that would be really fun. Or I'm already Bloom. excited. But maybe we yes. do that. Maybe, maybe if we're a podcast, that's going to be around for 20, 30, 40 years. In the wintertime, we do this. Yeah.
0: November, we come holiday Time season. for our,
1: <laughs> 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 I just love whatever <laughs> listeners we have. Oh, we're talking to ourselves. Time for our, <laughs> yearly <laughs> our,
0: our yearly album deep dive. Our
1: thirtieth year.
0: <laughs> um, okay, keep going.
1: Oh, oh, so this is a an artist that suits both of us fairly equally. Yes. You know, yes. I think I like Bjork, but Bjork skews you. Yes. I like Joanna Newsom, but Joanna Newsom skews you. Any hip hop thing is going to skew me. You. So, Run the Jewels, excuse me. Kendrick, excuse me. Yes. Um. Twenty one pilot say like
0: Frank Ocean had come out with a new album recently. That would be another sweet spot. For so that the would two be a sweet spot.
1: Us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And what is the sweet spot? I'm not entirely sure. Um,
0: Pop experimental.
1: Pop experimental. You just came right up with that. Uh, yeah. That's my thought. No, I think that's true. I, uh, I do think maybe even as we're saying these things.
0: Avant garde, avant pop,
1: avant pop. (laughs) (laughs) You're just, I'm being really slow trying to come up with these things and you're, I feel like you're saying, so, so that's one, that's one. Mm -hmm. Why don't you take a crack at one?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I have like a way in which I go into artists as like muses and deep dives. And I had just come up out of a Bjerk season, kind of ending at, towards the end of last summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, oh my gosh, I was all in Bjork for like a solid year, you know, like a solid <laughs> year of Bjork, And mm. still, obviously I'm all in on Birk, <laughs> But many people had said to me, Moses, I think you, including mm-hmm. people of like, you would love Gray. You would mm-hmm. love Gray. And it was starting around last December that I think I really just started to like, okay, let me just like play this in the background. And then, It just slowly crept in. And I mean, on a personal level, the themes of gray and just the theme of gray and the ambivalentness and the way in which Moses is playing with opposition and complexity and holding both ends. Like this is an album of holding both ends. And I think Moses Sumney is a person of holding both ends. It's just like this this album I feel like is, it, it, it emerged as like, for 2021, I'll be surprised in my Spotify Wrapped if it isn't the top album, not just because of researching for this.
1: Um, I do love, I do love knowing you, knowing that you'll be low key about it and you'll kind of admit it and laugh about it. And at the same time, there's an aggressive thing in the back of your head that was like so proud to post your Wrapped and be like, Moses was my number one. I love my <laughs> Wrapped.
0: I love my rap. I love Spotify Wrapped <laughs> so much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just, uh, I will also find that meme and repost it. That oh yeah, m meme where person goes, to be honest, I love everyone posting their Spotify raps. I love it. Is I that m
1: m meme sort of in the realm of that Bugs Bunny meme where it's like, Oh,
0: I don't know. Uh, tonight
1: I wish a special something to all. <laughs> tonight like, I wish I, a
0: special raps. Yeah. Yeah. That,
1: that, that, the meaning, the ultimate meaning and inside joke of that meme eludes me, but I, I don't,
0: I never. I know. I know nothing about the basis of memes. I just know which ones I laugh at. Yeah. Um. So I feel like personally, I, I I feel like I when we were deciding this was a top choice of mine and feels like on a soul level, this album has been very healing and close to me. Mm. Um. There's there's just like I mean the song. Also, also, and 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 is like probably a top song of my life and emerging. So I wrote a paper this last year on like what my idea of a human being fully alive is. And I began my paper by talking about Moses Sumney mm. and talked about that song from gray. Mm. So, and that kind of became the backbone or like the, the like starting point, the inspiration point for which I like wrote about this idea of a human being fully alive. And I think that this album is, is in many ways, Uh, an exploration of that alongside pain. Like I I feel like this album holds beauty and pain so well. Moses does that, I feel like. Mm. So that's like, I think in many realms, I also feel like this just is, I think this is like an album of the times. Mm. Like I feel like this is uh, honestly an underrated album. You know, people who know it know it and are like, wow, yes, this is so good. But like, I feel like people like Moses Sumney has slipped out of people's sight. And I'm like, Moses Sumney is like,
1: well, I'm seeing him do more and more performances. But like, that's another thing to mention is you say an album of the times that came out in quarantine, came out in quarantine. Exactly. So I've been seeing like the potential for what would have been if he was able to like go to the festivals and really show this thing off.
0: Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: But, I mean, in terms of less certain more curious, what are i someday I'm like I always think of this idea of having a curriculum mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for what that is, but like part of it is <laughs> where i'm I will always be contending with Christianity mm-hmm. in terms of the way I was raised and the way a particular stream of Christianity tries to get you to think in terms of this sort of linear binaried. Right and wrong, yes. Progress way of thinking. Like as you study, you learn more about the Bible, and your knowledge increases, and you're learning the right way. There's a there's it's a like line. You're gonna That's This
0: idea. You're going to figure it out. Or something. Yeah, I was talking
1: to an, an adult the other day. I am an adult. I
0: was, <laughs> I was talking to an adult, <laughs> another
1: adult, about like the recent political climate. We live in Washington. There was recently an election and. I, I always refer to youth as prophets and this adult was saying, Oh, these teens. Cause my son is 17 and probably on the most extreme end of like a progressive Seattle teen. Yeah. not Maybe not the most, but an extreme,
0: a, a firm leftist, a
1: firm leftist and has the intellectual chops to back it up. Like I'm very intimidated actually talking to my son about politics, but this adult <laughs> was saying, oh, these kids, they're all full of piss and vinegar, which is also a strange phrase. It's so The way he was saying it was condescending. It's like, yeah. and once you grow up, you realize that, you know, it's not that simple and you need to be a little bit more moderate and you need to try to see both sides. And it's like, yeah, no, of course I want to see both sides. But at the same time, um, <clears throat> there is a desire as you get older, it seems, when things start to get more stressful because things do get more complicated. And yes. obviously we talk about yes. this defense mechanism of splitting. It seems like the, the need or the the desire or the allure of splitting gets even stronger or maybe, or differently stronger as you get older mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to have art like this, that keeps us in the gray mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to keep us in the ambivalence and to keep us in the discomfort of not getting to choose right and wrong and black and white and all yes, that. Yes. Uh, that, that's a lesser, more curious energy, I think.
0: Yeah. No, I think that the themes of this album are right in line with being curious. Yes. Like, I feel like this album is, is very much, it's, it's, it's like a slant curiosity. It's like a meditative curiosity. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like mm-hmm. are it's artistry done with exploration in the gray and, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It does just feel like this is, this is a mood board of sorts for being curious.
1: Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I love the way you say these things. <laughs> I could be a quote slide on our Instagram. A mood board of sorts for being curious. <laughs> yeah, I. I think sometimes, even as we're talking, I'm sensing that sometimes I feel like I'm letting the audience down by not coming to some clu- conclusions or landing the plane. Knowing that that's not really what we're trying to do. Like, right. if a if an audience member, audience member listener, clicked off the podcast after an episode and just thought, "Gosh, I'm really confused," I'd be like, "Well, then, good. Like that, we did our job. Like, mm-hmm. um, it opens you up to a new way of looking at it. If you came in certain, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: we're obviously trying to make you less certain. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we're talking to listeners and new newbies but I think that's the reason we're choosing this album yeah and it's just enjoyable
0: it's just also really beautiful yeah just a very beautiful album Um, okay do we want to say anything about Moses Sumney
1: yeah so I think I think what we should do is take a quick break great we're gonna take a quick break and we come back we got about another chapter left of this episode we're Mm -hmm. gonna talk a little bit about Moses Sumney and a little mini little backstory probably
0: backstory and then we're gonna dive a little bit into a backstory of His album that came out just before A Aromanticism.
1: Hey, everybody. Scott here. Hope you're enjoying this introduction to our Moses Sumney series. I am here just to offer you a few suggestions on how you can support the podcast. First and foremost, as always, you could write us a rating and review on iTunes. So if you're a newbie, as we've been talking about, Maybe hop on over there if you're liking what you hear so far and write us a quick rating and review. It would probably take you three and a half minutes. We'd really appreciate it. If you are a classic old school, no small thing listener and you haven't writ- written a rating and review yet, maybe go do that. That'd be wonderful. Uh, then Another thing you can do is you can post about us on your social media platforms, whether that is Tumblr, whether that is MySpace, whether that is TikTok, whether that is whatever new social media thing, wh- whether that's Meta, Go post on Meta about us. Uh, That would be really helpful. Tell your friends. You can also support us on Patreon just by going to patreon.com and looking up No Small Thing. That's super cool. Uh, And anything else, the last thing you can do is check out our website and you can buy some really sweet, cool merch that Mace designed themselves. So check that out. Uh, Those are just some really helpful ways. We really appreciate... Oh, the website where you can purchase our merch is lesscertainmorecurious.com. Thanks for listening everybody and now we'll get back into this conversation about Moses Sumney. And we're back.
0: We are back everybody and we are really excited to give just like a brief history of Moses Sumney to create some context around who he is um
1: before you do that I will say um sort of a confounding lack of information around Moses Sumney out there. Really? Yes. And what I will say about that, what I mean is really and truly it's how I feel about Annie Dillard. Sometimes no amount of searching can really get you a solid YouTube slash video of her being physically interviewed.
0: Yes. Yes. No, there aren't interviews of Moses Sumney.
1: I want. Yes. Yes. An interview. There's
0: that one clip of him showing you around his hometown. Yes. That's the best we got. I, I found
1: like. one where he's pre famous and just looks like a total normie. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. But last three minutes, he's got these little mini interviews before he gives a performance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But like, just very, he has some interviews on some major publications that are like written interviews. Right, right. But like, I want to see him chilling out and talking about his music.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: it's not giving me what I want. Necessarily, but
0: we're hoping to get Moses Sumney to come on this podcast.
1: Wouldn't that be a great? Uh, uh, I,
0: I said that and mean it very wholeheartedly. Yeah. We are really putting, ho- ho- out putting, out putting it out there. We're gonna try. So that.
1: there was a professor that taught Kendrick for a class, um, like a whole curriculum, at, and uh, then Kendrick came. Kendrick came for the final class. That's so yeah.
0: cool. That's really cool. <laughs> um, okay, so a little background on Moses Sumney. Um, <clears throat> he was born in California. San Bernardino, California, where he had an older sister and two parents.
1: Was he born in San Bernardino?
0: That's what it says Hmm. on the Pitchfork article.
1: Because were his parents from Ghana?
0: Yeah, so his parents are from Ghana, and his parents are. What did he? There's a great quote that he said around his parents. For some reason um, I thought
1: he was born in Ghana, but I think they end up going back to Ghana.
0: They That's do part so, of the story. So yeah, so he was born here and lived here in here America. Born <laughs> in San Bernardino, Bernardino for about ten years. I want to find this quote around that he said about his parents.
1: Pastors. He has a, his parents were pastors. He went to a private Christian college. college Good Private job. Christian school.
0: Good remembering.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to think about certain musical artists. That maybe, no, not maybe, but don't, aren't Christian artists, obviously. But I feel like being raised in that environment where you're being introduced to the spiritual and language and symbols along those lines, it does waken something up in you.
0: No, it totally does. So I'll actually just read this from um, an article written by, in Pitchfork about Moses Sumney. It says, he was born in San Bernardino, California, the middle child of two Ghanaian immigrants who set out on a long journey to the U.S. without documents. His mom was pregnant with him when she crossed the Canadian-American border to join his father in Southern California. In an essay he wrote for a new anthology collecting writers' responses to historic ACLU cases, Moses quotes his father, what they call illegal, I call alternative entry. Um, So when growing up, both of his parents, essentially, he went to a, a private Christian college, his mom and dad, his mom was a seamstress. His dad was a cab driver. And then eventually they owned a thrift shop and then they eventually became pastors. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then when he was 10 years old, their family moved to Ghana, they moved to Accra, which is the capital of Ghana. And I think that's where his parents grew up. And so he lived in Ghana for, I think about six years cause he came back to America when he was 16. And, Um, I'll just also read a little bit more from this article because I think it just says it better than I would. Um, the adjustment was a shock, a good student. This is, this is quoting him. The adjustment was a shock, a good student and preternaturally obedient child. Moses had a tough time at school. He was picked on by students, but especially by teachers who resented his foreignness and who liberally employed corporal punishment for minor offenses. He soon turned even further inwards, so much so that when he ran into an old friend of his sister's at a party in Accra this winter, he was surprised to be reminded of the young person he once was. Hmm. Moses recalled the friend telling him, everyone I know who knew you is shocked. How do you perform on stages? You used to come over to my house and you wouldn't speak.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, So he then... Kind of shy. Kind of shy and introspective, Mm -hmm. um, which I think does lend itself to an album like A Romanticism.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, makes a lot of sense. Um okay, and then so in his like early teens, it talks about him and artists that he was really inspired by, which was India Ari, is that you pronounce it?
1: India Ari. E.
0: India Ari. E., uh Nelly Furtado and Usher.
1: Those th- those were like <laughs> Yeah, those are like the 90s heroes, mm-hmm. you know, like late 90s, early 2000s heroes. And I w- I guess I would say <sighs> This this is unfortunate because the first three people that come to mind in terms of his voice are white, and actually the fourth is another white person, but I think okay. he references Justin Timberlake. Yeah,
0: no, he does reference yeah. Justin Timberlake.
1: Indiare and Nelly Furtado are not white, but but Justin Timberlake in terms of his falsetto mm-hmm, and in mm-hmm. terms of Moses Sumney's falsetto, he, he sounds a lot like Justin Timberlake, and I mean that as a compliment. Yeah. Bon Iver, Justin Vernon, obviously also sings in a falsetto. But then...
0: Well, Bon Iver is also one of his... Uh, no, influence. not Bon Iver. I think Bon Iver is a pretty strong influence for
1: okay. him. Okay. Then um, I honestly ha- I honestly think a lot about Tom York from Radiohead.
0: Oh, interesting. When
1: he does falsetto, he's. I think there's some Moses Sumney vibes. Yeah, yeah. And then another influence that I hear that I don't think maybe Moses Sumney... Blatantly references, but I do just in the music, not the vocals, pick up a lot of Bjork vibes.
0: Oh, for sure. No, yeah. I mean I think Bjork, I, I would agree as yeah. a very large Bjork fan. <laughs> I feel like they're both doing a very similar thing with <laughs> with orchestral, large, grand soundscapes using pop pieces Mm -hmm. using aspects of pop music, but then kind of blowing them up, looping them, creating these larger, bigger narratives out of these components. I think both Bjork and Moses Sumney would say they're making music for people that they like like someone like again, these are my references. Joanna Newsom isn't trying to make pop music.
1: Right, right. Music
0: that lots of people will go out and enjoy. Bjork is Unabashedly says she's a pop artist, <laughs> especially in the early days.
1: That makes me laugh for some reason. <laughs> Gosh,
0: I know I've gotten into arguments with people about this. <laughs>
1: but no, I can see the early days. I can see the early days. The early days,
0: it is pop music, yeah. you know? And I feel... Human behavior. I, I feel <laughs> similarly with, with Moses Seminy, where there's there's a very interesting in and out push and pull with pop R&B
1: well, it's obvious that he has that reference point. Those mm-hmm. were the things that he was right. teaching himself And through. then just
0: kind of experimenting from mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so continuing on just like Moses Sumney's journey, he comes back to America, and I loved this quote from this Pitchfork article where he says he was coming back, And he wanted to reinvent himself. I was like, I'm going to dress well. I'm going to be interesting. I'm going to do music. (laughs) Like, there it is, right there.
2: Mm. Um, So
0: it seems like he then kind of started to get a lot more just, like, invested and, like, focused on I'm going to do music. Um, He studied poetry and creative (laughs) writing at UCLA.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay, I will say. Uh, Google this Pitchfork article. I'm telling you, in terms of Tyranny of Taste, if I was listening and somebody was referencing this Pitchfork article, I would go read it. Right, So that's for me, and anybody like me listening, go ahead and read this article, and I have a wild idea that maybe I will read this Pitchfork article on the mic as a bonus episode. As a
0: bonus, yes.
1: But having said that... Mace earlier said I had the burps, which is a very cringy (laughs) phrase. I I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it sounded. Um,
0: You've got the burps. (laughs) (laughs)
1: um, This article got fairly comical in the sense of like the author, I don't think did a great job of helping me, the audience understand
0: how he broke in.
1: Yeah. Because that, what the sentence you just read was like, I'm going to come back. I'm going to be interesting. <laughs> and then you're like, and then he studied poetry. It's like, if, if you're creating sort of a, uh, v- like a vague nondescript meme of an artist, like he lived in LA, he studied poetry, <laughs> he started dressing interesting. But the crazy thing is, is it gets more and more bizarre. It's like all of a sudden with no explanation, it's like, He's hanging out with Solange Knowles. He's hanging out with Jose Gonzalez. He's performing with Sufjan (gasps) Stevens. And you're like, how? What did he do? Just because he started dressing interesting and reading poetry?
0: (laughs) What? I know. I'm I'm also, I'm now looking at Wikipedia just to be like, let's take a look. (laughs) And it's like, in 2014, somebody broke into the L.A. music scene and caught the eye of many record labels.
1: Part of me, part of me in a very fun way just wants to be like a detective and like something doesn't add up here.
0: It seems <laughs> like his big break of sorts was when he opened for who was it? Let's find it. Jose Gonzalez? Uh, no, it wasn't Jose Gonzalez. It's someone else. Uh, King.
1: Oh, right. You did reference King. And, and, and that, that is something actually in my ignorance, I don't know that group. So that does seem a little bit more underground and obscure. So maybe you open for a group called King that's medium known.
0: Right. And so it says Moses went viral in real life is essentially what he wasn't
1: like a TikTok star. No.
0: So it was like, he started opening for this. And then I think buzz got around of who's this Moses guy. And then it seems like people wanted to start collaborating with him. Right. So then he experienced essentially what is, and this is on Wikipedia in the pitchfork it's like a bunch of labels then wanted Moses,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, up and coming, and he denied them all.
1: He was the next Frank Ocean.
0: He was the, they said mm-hmm. that he's the next Frank Ocean, and he
1: denied. Didn't. I love that. <laughs> That's a lot of power. <laughs> Can you imagine if some sort of like big podcasting conglomerate and said we'd like you for you to be part of our I'm like denied
0: denied. Nope. Sorry, I mean... We're just going to keep recording in
1: our uh, Um, living room. Thank you.
0: I think that he really felt like I wasn't going... He wasn't going to compromise his music for what these labels were requiring, and it seemed like each label was going to require something different from him. And there's this quote, uh, I went from being completely irrelevant to many people demanding a lot of me overnight, but challenging myself artistically and challenging listeners mattered more to me than being rich or famous. So... He
1: sometimes, sometimes he's, he's hard to believe. And I'm saying this in a complimentary way. It's like his output, his integrity, his, uh, focus, Mm -hmm. his, uh, his ability to like create on a high level and make an album with us, a music video for every song. Yes. Uh, it's hard to believe.
0: No, it is, but and it seems like true. he really here does he it mostly himself. Yeah. Like, it seems like he really is, like, he's he's claiming a lot of artistic, um, like, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: Responsibility? I License? Yeah,
0: sure, sure. Which is also, again, like, I, I, I'm, I can't help but also think of Bjork here and no. how she is such a similar artist and that she's kind of picky.
2: Yeah. And,
0: like, and has firm with her vision and, like, not going to take... Not going to sway from her vision, which I think is what makes art like this. You know, it makes this art. You yeah, know? we're um, on,
1: we're at the beginning of the wave. We're you know like this is the Moses Sumney wave. I No,
0: feel like. it's true. I feel like there's yeah. going to be so much from like Moses how many Sumney.
1: albums now does Bjork have? Bjork, Bjork, Bjork has. We'll, we'll be so saying many. both. Mace will represent the Bjork crowd. I'll represent, represent the Bjork crowd. I, I concede that pronounced. it's supposed to be Bjork, <laughs> but I know the everyday folk say Bjork.
0: I know. And I always feel like I sound so pretentious, but I also want to honor Bjork. Right.
1: No, no. I <laughs> love that.
0: <laughs> um, but, um, okay. So it's s-
1: like when I say Mo's def, he has begged people to please say Yasmin Bey. Mm. And so I'm like, I will say that he also, it's hard to say, it's hard not to say the artist artist formerly known as most deaf. Right,
0: right, right. No, it <laughs> but is. You
1: know, who's the, ya- it definitely is. is when I'll
0: say it, I'll be like, oh, you know, Bjork and people will be like, what? And I'm like, well, like people know her as Bjork, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. like still, <laughs> still Bjork. half the people don't know. By the
1: way, I think it's Yasin Bey, and I said Yasmin. So that's also demeaning. <laughs> so sorry to most Def slash Sorry, everybody. I'm, I'm blowing it. <laughs> you can see me trying. Um, Yasin Bey.
0: Um, okay. So back to Moses. Um, he essentially said no to those labels and then kind of said no to LA. It seems like he kind of was like getting caught, not caught up, but like there's a large social scene. This article does paint it in a very funny way where it's like all of a sudden he's friends with Sufjan. All of a sudden he's friends with the launch. All of a sudden he's in (laughs) with all these music people. Yeah. And he essentially it reminds me
1: of when we were watching that documentary about like, Andy Warhol and that scene of
0: like, Oh, what know, it, what, what,
1: Basquiat. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and just people are sort of f- this famous sort of trendy. I hate to say trendy avant garde, I, I guess is the better way of saying mm-hmm. it, like art scene. Mm-hmm. And it's like Basquiat was similar. It seemed like in New York, it's like all of a sudden he's the it person. Yeah. Yeah. Um And he's just getting invited to parties. I guess there's a certain type of person out in the world that that happens to you know?
0: Yeah, no, it's true. You're You're just a cool person caught right in it. And then it's like all the cool people are all surrounded by each other.
1: I didn't even notice this until I was really deep diving his Instagram this week. But like, uh, like three years ago, I think Sufyan performed, um, his song from call me by your name. Oh, uh, what's that song the the glory uh, of love or whatever the glory of love to
0: see without my eyes. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah. Such a sweet singing voice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Blessed be the mystery of love. Is that it?
0: No, it's not. Blessed it's
1: be the
0: mystery love. No, that's not the song. I have to look
1: it up right now. <laughs> <Of love. laughs> is it blessed be the mystery? Is that what the line is though?
0: No, it is, but that's not the song. It's called the mystery of love. I, no, it's maybe <laughs> mystery of love. You're hearing
1: it in real love. time, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the song title is blessed be the mystery of love. No, yeah, yeah. the mystery of love. When
0: you type in Sufjan, the second artist to come up is Moses 70.
1: So Moses opened eventually for Sufjan, but anyways, yes. when Sufyan performed that song at the Academy Awards, the Oscars, he was flanked by uh, Moses Sumney and um, who's the other artist? <laughs> uh, gosh, who's the woman that I really love that that uh, everybody who knows? Are, are you perform this? Like, what's that? Oh, Saint Vincent. Oh, St. Vincent. We love St. So Saint he has St. Vincent and Moses Sumney. That's and it. Moses Sumney That's at that point. a
0: powerful trio. Yeah.
1: So it's just the three of them performing this song, yeah. The Mystery of Love, at the Oscars. Woo. And Moses posts about it a bunch. So it's like obviously meant a lot to him at yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's like, no, he's in his classic black outfit. At the time, I was like, oh, that must just be like a cool background a musician person, for Sufjan. But, like but I Moses definitely something. knew St. Vincent. Right. She was wearing a really cool short skirt. That. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> okay, so so back to sidetrack. Yeah. Um, so essentially, while in LA, it seems like he wrote a romanticism, which makes sense given it. Sen- it seems like towards the last couple years in LA, he felt it seems very confused in this. I'm trying to be an artist. I'm pursuing this. Also, he talks about this kind of being caught up in the social scene of sorts and not really knowing what he wanted to do, and so he ends up. Though all those people who wanted to sign labels with him end up kind of being like well you missed your chance and then he signs with Jag Jaguar I do not know how to pronounce that but he essentially this is like an indie label so a smaller label I wonder label. who else
1: is on that label What? I wonder who else is on that label why don't you talk and I'm gonna look it up
0: okay I mean I can look it up too okay
1: well I can't talk
0: but um
1: <laughs> okay so Big Red Machine, the
0: Angel Olson, Bon Iver, oh big people okay so uh, that Foxygen, shows our ignorance. Yep. Um, I'm trying to see if anyone else. And it seems like he's
1: friends big. with Angel Olsen. Yes, so it does seem cool. like he's
0: friends with her. Yeah, okay, those I'm are the like, top ones. not
1: vibing with Foxygen, but I do love Bony Vare. Do you know
0: Foxygen? Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I, Sharon I, I, Van Etten. Oh, yeah, huge. S. Carey. Yes. Cut Worms. Don't know Cut Worms. Black but, uh, Mountain. Don't know Black Mountain, but S. Carey is sort of, I think, part of the Bony Vare try a troop. Okay, okay. So yeah, so yeah, some so cool definitely, indie people. Definitely
0: indie vibes. Um okay, so he signs with them and a romanticism comes out. And
2: Bam. boom. Incredible. I
0: mean, received huge big reviews. It pitchfork, I think, put it as a top album of the year, yeah, one yeah, of the top yeah. things. Um just I mean, for, uh, what do they call these? Freshman albums? A freshman album.
1: album? Uh, Both.
0: Um, an incredible album. And (laughs) how
1: many, how many different descriptions can we come up with the first album? A freshman album, a debut album.
0: And then, so after that gets, (laughs) after that debuts, he ends Mm -hmm. up actually moving to Asheville, North Carolina, Mm -hmm. which is where he lives now. And that's where he created Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, was living there, living more alone and in a smaller, less wrapped up in that world life. So And,
1: and seems like he found somewhat of an art collective. A very cool little art collective. Yeah. Like
0: cool people doing cool stuff there. Yeah. Um. So that's, I don't know. I don't really know if we need to go into much more background. I feel like that's a, a good little backstory of...
1: Seems like he had some like exposure obviously some self exposure to a lot of interesting cool fun music Mm -hmm. like as one does growing up um but like also got involved in choir i remember Mm -hmm. i remember watching one of the rare little mini interviews that he did and was like just got very you know sort of in touch with the idea of stacking voices which is just Mm -hmm. regular basic music harmony and right it's like I, I think one one of the things that's compelling to him but about him to me is this idea that like everybody gets exposed to stuff like that. Right. If, you, if you do a high school choir, I I did choir from middle school all the way to the end of college, and yet with all that exposure and all that musical theory and all that community, I didn't think I could make music.
0: Right there feels like I mean I think two words that come to mind with Moses Sumney is ambition mm-hmm. and like the audacity. Audacity, like it seems like he has the audacity to say, I can create it. I'm going mm-hmm. to create it. Mm-hmm. And in, in a sense of, uh, it's almost a fuck it attitude that he has. Like I'm creating my art. I'm creating it the way I want. I'm going to do the themes I want. Like mm-hmm. there seems to be very little self-consciousness around his creative vision in a true. lot of, drive There's a
1: preciousness, but not a self-consciousness. There's a
0: preciousness for sure, but it's all, it's driven by, a, I want it to be this way. And it's almost, it seems tyranny of taste. Yeah. It seems aggressively like I know what I want to create. I want it to be great for me. I want it to be great for my listeners and I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like whatever shoulder shrug. If you're yeah. not on board,
1: where are you leading us Moses?
0: Where are you leading us? I'm <laughs> so excited for the next album.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Um,
1: do yeah. we, do we want to try a few tracks to wind down? Well,
0: I think we should pivot to yeah. Aromanticism. I kind right. of want to read this saying. little thing here because I think that this is a helpful. So Aromanticism is the album that came out the the freshman album, the
1: freshman that album, came the out debut album. Gray,
0: and he writes a little bit about that album that I think is really beautiful, and I think it kind of to me it does feel like Aromanticism is a really wonderful like appetizer to something like gray because gray, and we'll talk a lot about it. A
1: little bouche.
0: It is like a little mouche bouche. There's so many themes in gray, but there's a really powerful image of being islanded. Mm-hmm. And it's all throughout gray and this idea of being on an island and alongside that just incredible dualist dualisms mm-hmm. and holding oppositions and holding greatness, obviously and a is a very interesting album of of a similar thing of sorts. Mm-hmm. There's loneliness that's being explored. There's desire and longing, mm-hmm. and then also withholding and pushing away that's mm-hmm. explored in a that seems like early themes that lead into Grey. Yep,
2: yep. So, yep.
0: I kind of want to read this thing that he wrote about Grey, and then I think we we both bring a song from or from a Romanticism. I think we both bring a song that leads not a us ton in- of
1: analysis this week. Just more of like. Uh, some slight freeform reflections.
0: Exactly. Um, okay, I will read this.
1: I will read this.
0: In a, this is so. This is this is Moses's words on a romanticism. In an excerpt from Plato's Symposium, Aristophanes recounts the origins of love. According to his Greek mythology, humans were once four-legged, four-armed, and double-sexed. Whoa. Fearing human beings were becoming too powerful, the deity Zeus sliced them in half, leaving their heads facing inwards so they could eternally measure their bodies' absences. They were thus doomed to feel incomplete until they found their other halves. Hmm. And when they did, they would throw their arms around each other and weave their flesh in an attempt to become one again. In the Bible's Genesis, after creating Adam, the prototype, God realizes that he requires a mate. He rips a rib from Adam's body and begets Eve, a built-in, lifelong partner. Many of the origin stories about the inception of our species establish this blueprint for coexistence, that everybody has an equal and opposite body, a destined companion without which we are incomplete. Our modern construct of romance still upholds this paradigm. Romantic love is the paramount prize of existence. But what if I can't access that prize? In response to this construct, aromanticism is a concept album about lovelessness as a sonic dreamscape. It seeks to interrogate the idea that romance is normative and necessary. This isn't protest music, however, as much as it is process music. It's the 2 a.m. sweat you wake up in processing that lonesomeness might not just be a transitory hallway you're passing through on route to inevitable partnership. It's recognizing statelessness as stasis. It's admitting that you still desperately crave affection, even if you're not fully capable of returning it. It's admitting that your favorite self-empowerment chorus, I may be alone, but I'm not lonely, is often bullshit. Dang. It's wondering why, as a first grader, you would unbox your markers and couple them into personified pairs. It's wondering why every restaurant you take yourself to has each table preset for two. It's wondering how privileged people can feel love interpersonally but still adhere to systems of social hierarchy that cause them to treat other groups with loveless indifference. It's wondering if our urgent fear of dying alone is cellularly inherent or socially inherited. Woo! It's wondering, if God is love, but you don't feel love, are you a godless being? Woo. Alternative titles for aromanticism could be Narcissus. Don't touch me, please touch me. Sure, let's touch each other, but please leave right after we come. Gray A, it's not you, it's me. It's not you, actually. It's not anyone. It's not me. It's my childhood. <laughs> the not yet dictionary definition of an aromantic is someone who doesn't experience romantic love or does or does to a diminished abnormal degree. I'm just trying to get it out there from over the squiggly red line.
1: <laughs> it's like a sermon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I felt like much more than a compulsion to snap. You know, I was like more this deserves more than snapping. I'm like preach.
0: So that's the, that's the album preceding Gray. That's mm-hmm. that's the themes that are covered here, which feel The
1: breakthrough album, mm-hmm. The Freshman the fr- album, the first <laughs> debut,
0: <laughs> which I just think I'm like oh, I mean, my heart aches and longs hearing it and feel so such resonance with it. And Mm -hmm. like, I mean, just this idea of maybe loneliness is not just a transitory Mm hall to, I don't know what you said, partnership or something. I'm like, I wonder this deeply. I've been, I've been, I feel like now it's becoming more into clarity of why today I've been like, Loneliness. (laughs) (laughs) loneliness
1: <laughs> <laughs> well there's these things too i mean i think what we're going to experience is that a lot of the stuff and themes that come up in gray and moses Sumney's work intersects with the things we always talk about and mm-hmm. i i'm thinking of like the death drive and the pleasure principle of mm-hmm. like these things you're going for sort of like zombie like yeah and and it, 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 it can art cause us to stop and be like? Maybe that isn't the end-all be-all of human existence, you know? Um,
0: there's also, like, a, I, I, I don't know. I think that there's a way in which he explores these themes of despair and existentialism and darkness in a way that is romantic yeah. and, yeah, like...
1: For sure. But it, with a twist.
0: With a twist. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's not... Like we're about to We're about to listen to two songs, and, and the song that I'm going to bring, it's it's very interesting the way in which it sonically blows up while also bringing these themes of like maybe like just incredible darkness. Mm-hmm. And there is, again, that duel. Like there's things are never just as they simply are, right, you know.
1: I've been, I've been, I've been scratching at this wax, and it's like all over my phone and hands and pants. I don't know like what I've been doing. <laughs> the
0: struggle is real. I've been
1: enjoying it way too much.
0: Um, okay, do we want to begin with your song? Doom. Yeah,
1: yeah. Let's do it, my, everybody. We're gonna listen to a song. We're, we're winding to down two songs, two and songs, then, and then be like peace.
0: And we'll close with the opening song of Gray as a way of entering ourselves into this this yeah. new era, this new season of the pod. We're gonna enter yeah. the island of Gray.
1: Ooh, I love that. Thank you. Doomed.
0: <gasps> what if that's it? What if it's uh, temporarily islanded on the oh, album of Grave and oh, oh, Moses Sumney?
1: Oh, that's really good. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're being islanded. Uh, no small thing is getting on a little ferry boat and heading into <laughs> an island, and we'll be there for three months. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's play Doomed. We're going to listen to it here in real time. Do you want to say also- anything about it? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I'll say some things too. Probably when we come back, but like, to me, this song is some, in, is something about this song. I guess, especially placed in the album, is sometimes a great example of what I'm looking for in an album or music in general. Mm-hmm. Which it takes me sonically. I'm talking about like the music to a space that feels transcendent,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: like. <laughs> I love most of these music and these albums and these songs and concepts. Like I am sort of in a space of being immersed, but having said that this is a deeper level, like the, the, the synths and the, the contemplative nature and the way that it's not all over the place with too many ideas really settles me in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I I can get into a very meditative state listening to the song and the lyrics to match it. I just think it's a really great song.
0: Big head nods.
1: Big head okay, nods. Okay, we're gonna
0: play Doomed. Um I invite you to like close your eyes.
1: Close your eyes and listen, everybody.
3: want with invited tongue. From whence does fulfillment come? spell from this mortal shell we're Love listening
1: listen to that here uh heavy heavy, heavy. <laughs> it's really hard to hear, hear my own voice after that but I, I i do think you know having heard you already re- read some of the stuff about the album and just it almost sounds like a bit of a mission statement of of, of sorts for the mm-hmm. album i know mm-hmm. a lot of the songs and lyrics play into the entire theme so they can all sound like mission statements right to right. a certain extent but he said that line If lovelessness is godlessness, will you cast me to the wayside? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, there is something that just feels nostalgic about it. Like, those those synths, again, just feel so like some sort of, like, heavy sort of misty 80s movie to me.
0: I I almost have, like, images of, like, Dementors.
1: Huh, interesting. In the
0: background for some of those pieces. Like, there is, like, almost... Like uh, we're like Death Eaters, like this. Like, I, I feel like there's aspects. I'm like having Harry Potter soundtrack. I love that with some of these like background whooshings of sorts.
1: Yeah, I love that because that adds a different energy. I mean, I'm thinking of like some sort of like. I'm thinking of like I'm just thinking of 80s vibes. Like that's nostalgic for me, so it instantly invokes emotions. Yeah. Of, you know, I'm I'm literally having images of like. <laughs> like s- certain movies like Top Gun or Terminator, like just these, <sighs> when the big moments happen, it's mm-hmm. like these synthy orchestral, big, heavy moments. And it's like, doesn't necessarily involve Moses, Sumney's voice, but the soundscape behind it is mm-hmm. like something big has happened. You yeah. followed the movie up until this point, And it's the big montage or something where you're seeing these characters and it's like sunset and sad and, Heavy, and then I feel like now you're adding this image of like dementors, <laughs> cool dementors coming in and s- and floating around.
0: There, there's like a there's an eeriness.
1: Yeah, there's an eeriness. The whole thing. Yeah,
0: um, a weightiness, a weightiness for sure. I mean, it's interesting. I I had to for one of my classes. I we had to do like a project of sorts, and me and my classmates we created a liturgy. Hmm. And uh, it was like a project that was supposed to reflect on like the work we had done in this class throughout the quarter as a group. And we ended up a huge theme that emerged in our work was this idea of like God's not saving us.
2: Mm. Like
0: God's not coming to save us. Mm. So like what does that mean for us to save us? And we closed the liturgy with doomed. Ooh, this dang. is the, the last Look at you. piece of it. Yeah.
1: That was back in the SPU days.
0: No, no, no. This was, oh. a, this was a this Seattle school. Oh,
1: this was, okay. This was I was like, winter. I missed it. I missed it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, wow.
0: Yeah. And it felt like a very, like, it, it was like a, it was a prompt of like, are, are we doomed? Like, are we alive? Are, are, are we going to, I, I don't know. It felt, it felt very interesting. It's, it's, I, I, Kind of for not. I didn't forget about that, but I'm like listening to that and thinking of like, gosh, it has even deeper meaning now. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I got very emotional.
1: I it's, think that's the point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right one one more song from you.
0: Yeah, so we'll close with Lonely World, and then we'll <coughs> head into this last one. And um, so yeah, so my favorite song on this album is Lonely World. Um, and
1: also maybe between now and next week, give this album a listen just to prep yes, yourself. just
0: to prep yourself. Please do, many a times. But, many but, a <laughs> times. But also be cautious. I think I might have listened to it a few too many times <laughs> the past couple of days. Um,
1: <laughs> it's not as long. I don't think you get as lost in No, it's it, a shorter like, album, yeah.
0: but it's, it's a little bit more um, uh, concentrated,
1: mm-hmm. I would say.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll listen to this whole thing, but I kind of just want to read the last chorus aloud because oh, yeah. I just think, I just think this last piece is, it, it, it gets right to it. And I'm like, I, this is, I'm like, Oh, I wonder why this has always been the one that sticks out to me. And like it, it the, the words are so true and that like, I don't need to get too deep, but like I've always wondered about this idea of like, we didn't consent to be born. We didn't mm. consent to be here into this world. Mm. And, and Moses proposes that here. It's like yeah. someone's finally grappling with that.
1: Finally. Um,
0: finally. Thank you, Moses. Um, lonely, lonely, lonely face under a veil. After all the laughter, emptiness prevails born into this world with no consent or choice. Lonely, 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 lonely. Ooh. Dot, dot, dot.
1: vibe out to that. It's
2: so good. It's so good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe I, I think about this idea of like, I don't know, like um, SoundCloud musicians. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that, um, I'm not meaning to say that uh, condescendingly. Right. But there is a certain type of sound.
0: There is there's definitely a that, sound. That has
1: a time and place. Like, honestly, like if I'm going to hear some like race Sremert or there's some s- SoundCloud that I, that probably even sounds insulting to Ray Sermord. But like Migos like was referenced in one of these uh, mm-hmm. articles. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a certain type of simplistic beat that is very poppy and pleasing to the ears that I very much enjoy. So I'll just right. say that. Right. I very much enjoy that. Right. And then sometimes it's nice to listen to something a little bit more complicated and little less like shooting for mass appeal. Right. And I know you said Moses is wanting to, reach humans and at the same time it's not mass appeal
0: yeah yeah
1: so but yeah i mean that that song
0: it kind of it really goes off there yeah you know which is like it's also this very interesting tension of like I, i kept having this imagery of a boomerang as mm. I was listening this mm. time.
1: Interesting. There's even
0: these sounds where it's like, it's thrown out and come back.
1: I hear that. When they said that.
0: It's like... Totally. There's there's like a, a reaching out and a coming back and like Interesting. a pushing. And I feel like there's a, there's a lot of tension happening mm-hmm. in a song like this where he's like, as, as it's getting starker, right. the loneliness, it's getting grander hmm. in its expansion. And it feels both angsty and kind of freeing and celebratory at the same time. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. Like there is kind of that tension that's being held in that, that second half when it picks up, it's yeah. like it does have a, up, a, a kind of upbeat vibe, but it's also releasing of angst yeah. that's happening uh-huh. and it doesn't feel fully. Oh my goodness. Grand and celebratory. It's like loneliness. I I, I wasn't <laughs> asking to be here, but I'm real. almost a release of sorts.
1: Yeah. An expression,
0: expression, yeah, yeah.
1: Of the loneliness.
0: Um, I find gosh that song really. Nice. That's mm-hmm. that's a top song for myself, right? <laughs> um, Well, that's it,
1: everybody. That's just to give you a little taste.
0: That's it, everybody. We're gonna close this out by just giving you our little, a little teaser for what is to come. Next week we're gonna get next into gray. We're gonna get into gray. We're gonna do we're gonna unpack the opening song that you'll hear right now, and then the which is just a little opening clip, and then get right into cut me. Yeah. Um so and, and
1: here we go for the next few months. We're gonna get we're gonna just gonna be here. Maybe you're here for that, maybe you're not. Um hopefully maybe you are, but it's cool if you're not. But um
0: Welcome to the island where we unpack Moses Subney curiously.
1: That was <laughs> an attempt. <laughs> Oh, did you want to end it quietly? Why don't you say it one more time? Say it one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Try it again. I feel like I need a better... Uh, uh, Well, well, I kind of (laughs) want (laughs) to (laughs) say... You got right. You just ended it. (laughs) What do you (laughs) want (laughs) to (laughs) say? No. (laughs) That was an attempt at a new temporary uh, catchphrase, everybody. So next week we will start with Insula, which is the first song from gray and we're going to end this episode. But before we do that, we'll here's an attempt at a new catchphrase from Mace.
0: Um, welcome to this podcast that is temporarily Islanded. On gray. <laughs> <by> <laughs> See you
1: next week, everybody.
2: Isolation comes from Isabel, which means island. Isolation comes from Isabel, which means island.